0: Plus Ultra, the My Hero Academia podcast from the creators of Zenkai Boost. My name is Max Newland.
1: And I'm Emily Linders. And
0: uh, we're here today to talk about a a really, really good television show. Like, probably probably one of the best television shows currently airing right now, in my opinion. I know that's a little controversial. I'm
1: of the same opinion, so... (laughs)
0: <laughs> You're, okay you are okay so we're both we're both in the oh, i mean it would be kind of shitty for us to be doing this podcast if we didn't feel that way my hero academia uh is currently in its second season as as we're recording this uh it's getting kind of close to the end of the second season but uh it's it's get we're still there and i all signs point towards it getting a third season so it's clear that this is like a popular show and everybody seems to be liking
1: it. yeah i I would definitely agree with that. It better get a third season. Oh my God. God if this show like
0: okay, but here's the thing is I will be very upset if it doesn't continue. But also the first season of My Hero Academia is I think better than some entire anime series.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: Uh but here, let's get into it. Uh we could t- let's talk a little bit maybe about uh how we discovered uh how we discovered the show and and what our initial impressions were. Sure. You wanna go first?
1: Yeah. Um so I do a lot of, like, tumbling, I guess, would be the verb for it. Uh, but I would see a lot of, like... The, tumbling. The, yeah, tumbling. I saw a lot of people that I follow on there posting stuff about the show. And I was like, oh, what's this? And I would just see, you know, like, people posting fan art of their ships and all of the different characters and whatnot. And I was like, oh, it looks like it's another, you know, kind of, like, maybe action-y show, like Naruto or whatever. You know, maybe I'll get around to watching it. And then you... Started watching it and I would see your posts all over the place on Facebook. Like, hey, guys, you know, watch the show because somebody had recommended it to you. And I was like, all right, I I finished, you know, watching the animes I was watching and I want to get into something new that's kind of ongoing because I missed, you know, being able to watch new episodes of Yuri on Ice all the time when that was coming out. So I was like, (laughs) all right, I'm going to start watching this. And then I was like, oh, my God. This is amazing. Every single thing about this just, like, makes me feel good and happy you, inside. I have really
0: been into an anime, and especially a shonen anime, since I was, like, a lot younger. Like, it's been a while since I was able to get into yeah basically any anime. I watched Yuri, like you said, uh, and that was a really fucking great show and had amazing animation. And really, really, just really cool characters and storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I never thought I could be interested in figure skating. yeah holy shit that stuff's fascinating and really cool to look at like go watch some videos of real life figure skaters it's crazy um and then uh, my friends have been talking to me about a lot about my hero academia and i forget exactly what it was that got me into it um but i think it had something to do with my friend kevin told me it was a show where uh it's a show about a high school for superheroes where the protagonist doesn't have superpowers and something in me was like that sounds great I really want to watch that now. Cuz before I just heard it was like oh it's like superhero comics but it's it's manga.
1: Yeah, I was like this is like X-Men the anime. It seriously is and it also
0: has like it, but it stands on the shoulders of like Naruto and Yu Yu Hakusho and oh, yes. Dragon Ball Z and all those other shonen's that came before it. And this is something I learned about the mangaka uh Kohei Horikoshi before he did, I don't know if you know this, Emmy, but before he did My Hero Academia, he had already failed twice at authoring a popular manga. Which is weird because all three of the, the big three, Bleach, Naruto, One Piece, all three of those were their author's first, like, crack at it.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: They all. I hit had no gold. idea. They all hit gold on their first try. And so Kohei Horikoshi grew up reading these and he's like, I could do this. I could try this out. And he tried twice and failed utterly to really grab any amount of you know awareness. And then he fucking, oh my god, he knocked it out of the park with his final goal. And what I love about what I love about My Hero Academia, as opposed to those other shows, is that it's sort of the the plot has to do with a story similar to that, where you you know you yeah, got, I was
1: gonna say that sounds exactly like Midoriya's story.
0: Yeah, and, and I guess we should probably start talking about the show before we get too deeply into that. Yeah. Okay, so the first episode is called Izuku Midori- We're going to do... Uh, the first episode of this show is going to be the first two episodes of Hero Academia, because they're kind of a unit mm-hmm. of storytelling. Um, in fact, they are the first chapter of the manga, if you did not know.
1: I haven't read any of the manga yet. N- neither have sadly. I. Sadly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry! So the first episode is called
0: Izuku Midoriya Origin, and it sets the scene for us... Uh, with a young, young, young Midoriya, uh, imploring his friend not to be such a bully. Like he's there's a kid, <laughs> like he's he's defending a kid from getting beat up by this little, by uh, this other kid who has this explosion power. Is is just beating him up and giving him a lot of trouble. And what what Deku says to him is great, uh, because I think with this one line they sort of establish his character really, really well. He says, "You're making him cry, Kachan. Uh, if you don't stop." hurting him i'll i'll stop you myself but he's very scared and shaky and like you can see that he's crying
1: snot he's he's already crying a little
0: bit because he's very upset (laughs) and then he gets his ass kicked uh and the narration kicks in and he says here's the sad truth all men are not created equal which is harsh but i love that we get introduced to the whole thing in that in that way Yeah, and we sort of we cut from this to sort of a uh, a scene of Deku like running through the street. Um, I guess he's on his way to class. He's got his you know his uniform on. Yeah, we he's running through the street and he gets distracted by a what looks like a giant horse man who's sort of going crazy
1: on a. I have no idea. I'm trying to figure out what that thing is supposed to be, like a shark horse thing.
0: Yeah, it's like a shark horse man. It's half shark, half horseman. Uh, and then we get that fucking open. Yeah. And the opening of this show is like... The first opening... Okay, so th- this show is not even in its 30th episode, and it has had three openings at this point.
1: Is it three or four? Because I, I feel like within the second season, there were like three different ones alone it just felt like i was we're like holy on crap. our second in the second season okay
0: the second opening of the second season yeah third i
1: I don't know i can't keep up anymore i, was, I, I just remember like part way whenever like there's a new arc happening within the season like they have a new opening so we're in like like the third arc of the second season now
0: i think we're entering like the last quarter of season two I
1: think. yeah but they just have like different arcs within the season like cuz you know how like Yu Yu Hakusho the whole second season was a dark tournament but you know the second season of this has like just little bits of like what would have normally been like Yu Yu Hakusho's whole season stuff like that
0: yeah i love that this show is split up into seasons and is being released in that way because i don't think i've ever seen an anime do that
1: they have i mean not the same way that my hero academia is doing it cuz they're doing like like one season has like different little like bits to it, but other animes, like, going back to you, Hakusho, like, the first season has kind of stuff like that, like, there's different arcs to it, like, when, like, he first finds out he's a spirit detective, and then he trains with Genkai, but then he also battles, the like, the four saint beasts, and he also meets Ye and Kurama, and they're part of it, but then, like, every season after that has a very specific arc to it that leads up to, like, a climactic point, and that, like, those are like, similar to, like, Dragon Ball Z, but the first season of Yu Hakusho is kind of similar to how this, this show runs. But I like that because it gives me, like... It's... It, I don't know. It doesn't feel like there's so much to take in. And it's not... Like, I feel like my mm-hmm. expectations are totally exceeded and surpassed when I watch episodes of, like, My Hero Academia because just, like, those little arcs that go throughout the season and like you hit a climax and then it goes on to the next thing and you start building up to another big change mm-hmm. like I don't know it feels like it's it's constantly in, in motion like even filler episodes feel like great
0: there's only been like one there's only been one episode that you could you know feasibly call yeah so because it's an anime only and it was still a lot of fun and really cool yeah. Which is like blowing my mind. And I think what we're sort of getting at here is that this show's pacing is so good that it's it, I'm like incredulous about how good the pacing is. Because we in the second season we have had two distinct arcs and we're going to have a third one. And it's a 25 episode season. Yeah, I think so. Which is utterly mind blowing for a shonen anime to have three distinct, impactful story arcs with, with really big, powerful climaxes in 25 episodes. 25 episodes is like, the, is like how many episodes is in one story arc of your, of your typical shonen. Yeah. So it's just, My Hero Academia is just a very good show. Y'all, y'all go watch
1: it. If you're, not, if you're listening to this podcast and not watching the show, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> watch, watch it first here. and then come back and listen to this so you can yeah, sure. fangirl or fanboy or fan whatever. Fan person about it person
0: about it so, uh, once the op is done and i love this fucking opening uh we get back into the world of my hero academia and deku sort of gives us a little bit of backstory about quirks and what they are um and, and we live in a world where 80 percent of people have some kind of superpower and then you know this, this just started happening and then the government had to just sort of deal with that
1: yeah they're like
0: oh well <laughs> by making superheroes a job um we get introduced to our first pros in this moment the giant shark shark man uh, knocks a big uh, electric tower off and uh, death arms the punching hero and backdraft the rescue hero spring into action <laughs> i love death arms
1: death <laughs> arms
0: it's such a it's such a weird name
1: um the crowd gets really into i said a lot of them have some really weird names <laughs> mount lady I don't, I don't know i mean the- it's an anime, so like if you come up with a superhero name, I was talking to you the other day, I said that my superhero name should just be Rudy, because I love Chalk Zone, and I would just do art art stuff, my superhero i would be called Chalk Zone for my quirk. <laughs> so. I really love the
0: way that they, the, like the taxonomy of, of heroes gets developed in the show, because you have Death Arms the punching hero, Backdraft the rescue hero, um, later on you get characters like...
1: Eraserhead. Eraserhead, <laughs> the eraser hero, they are all like the blank hero. Yeah.
0: Present Mike, the cockatoo hero.
1: There's a baseball hero, too. What's his baseball,
0: name? Uh, fucking baseball hero <laughs> slugger, the dark slugger.
1: of the first two episodes. Okay, so Louisville we, slugger. We, from,
0: we get a little backstory on the world here. And what I love about this encounter with the giant villain is all of the crowd chatter because there's people. one guy's on the phone and he goes, yeah, I got held up. The train's out. Another yeah. villain. Like it's a fucking traffic jam in L.A. or something.
1: Can I just point out that I love that the station is, like, Tatooine Station. Like, yes. they have all these little Easter eggs everywhere throughout the show that reference, like, some sort of, like, Western culture or, like, other things. a ton
0: of Star Wars references. Yes. Right <laughs> all the, like, all of the places are named after Star Wars. And it, the most recent arc, I hate to get away from the plot, but the most recent arc uh, w- took place in a place called Hosu City, which I yeah. have to imagine is a way of... Like they're what they're going there for is hoth.
1: Yeah, I'm well, probably. I mean, I don't know if Hosu City is supposed to be. Isn't it north? Isn't it in northern Japan? Yes. Like it's in a no, colder
0: climate, like hoth. Well, it's also like a. Well, I don't know because it's supposed to be a um a district of Tokyo.
1: Yeah. Well, Hosu maybe is. it's a northern district. I don't remember. Maybe well, <laughs> suffice to
0: say this this show takes place like years and, years and years and years and years and years in the future. Like this is a very all my. The, well, shit, I can't really get into that. But, like, the, the adult heroes who are at work right now are, like... It, I would say this show probably takes place, like, at least a couple generations in the future from today.
1: Oh, yes. Because... Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's, there's some technology stuff going on that's, like, out of this world. But the what I love about it is that it looks so familiar. Like, it just looks like modern day, kind of. The colors yeah. are kind of poppy and stuff like that.
1: I think at some point in the series, they point out, like stuff that is in our current, like, generation of technology is obsolete. Like, they do other things now. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely taking place, like, further into the future. I'm not sure exactly how far off, but definitely not within the same time frame as us. So back in the
0: action, Kamui Woods... A third pro hero swings into action, and what the impression I got from this guy is he's kind of like a Spider-Man kind of figure.
1: Yeah, I could, I, yeah, I could see that like
0: agile hero. And what they've been doing for all of these is this really cool, like um, pop art kind of thing. Like when the hero is introduced, there's a freeze frame on their face, and it looks like a comic book. Like they have the like yes, um, the little like raster dots and everything, and it's just yep. really excellent. Just so stylized. Um, and Deku sort of ends up in a conversation with this guy who kind of does a lot of exposition for him. Says uh, calls him a fanboy. Um, mm-hmm. Kamui swings around. He's called fanboy. A that lot. would be a great name for him.
1: Fanboy. <laughs> fanboy.
0: The the number one hero fanboy. There's some really amazing animation in this sequence as Kamui takes on the villain. He does his number one special move. The did you catch this one? The name of this one
1: so okay i was trying to listen for it and then i got distracted by like giant ass lady coming through and taking all the credit so. She uses
0: a move called interruptive binding lacquer chain prison
1: oh my god how do you say all of that before you do it like whoever you're fighting is going to have the chance to get out of whatever bind literally they're about to be in so
0: they they absolutely have to be taking the piss out of like attack shot oh, in shonen i'm sure they've got to be because it's so long it's like five words yeah. uh but then of course yeah um <laughs> he gets interrupted by a much more succinct attack called Cannon canyon Cannon canyon. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, is that what it was called <laughs> it's called canon canyon or oh maybe it's God. canyon Cannon, or something like that
1: Either way, the word "canyon" being in there is A giant, is giant, furious.
0: giant woman kicks the shark man in the face, and he falls off the overpass.
1: Yeah, like her name is Mount Lady. If that. Mount
0: Lady, the <laughs> new hero. <laughs> Can I say I love the bu- I love the uh, pun she does.
1: What was What was the pun that she said? Because she said that she made a pun in the Japanese dub. Like the way that it translated to English was a. I I
0: don't like how they translated that one. It's just so like. Bl- yeah, it's true. But the the pun she does in the English dub is, you don't have to worry about this bum anymore. And when she says this bum, she like booty
1: touches a little bit. (laughs) And then all the guys taking pictures, they're like, money shot, money shot, money shot, money "Money shot. They're
0: taking photos of her butt, her giant butt, her 50 story butt.
1: I like in the the Japanese sub, though, in the subtitles, they just say, there it is, there it is, there it it is, there it is. There it is. Instead of money shot, they're just like, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) They're just taking pictures of her giant ass.
0: Deku tells us a little bit about the toll that being a superhero takes, what you have to do uh, to stay relevant, and we get a little glimpse of Mount Lady's face. (laughs) (laughs) The the fact that you have to do whatever it takes to stay popular. This very discordant chord plays, and you see her with this really grim look on her face. I just think that's really funny. The
1: money-grubbing, that's what they're there for. But also to save people and stuff, you know. (laughs) The secondary perks of being (laughs) a hero. The
0: the impression that I get is that... uh, in this world, being a hero is sort of a middle ground between being a professional Instagram personality and a professional wrestler.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, like, like if Ronda Rousey used Instagram more. You have to
0: constantly self-promote. No. There you go, bam, Mount Lady. Mount Mark, Lady. Except maybe not. <laughs> because she can't grow to 50 feet tall. Um, we, <clears throat> we sort of get a little glimmer of what Deku's whole deal is. Uh, we cut to him taking notes in his little notebook about everything that took place here. Uh, and the spiky-headed man from earlier says, "What do you want to be, a hero or something?" And Deku's like, "Yeah, more than anything," which is really heartwarming because he's so happy. He
1: is. He is just like a shining beacon of hope.
0: And then we meet his <laughs> classmates. So we cut to the next scene. Is is the presumably they're in like sixth grade, sixth or seventh grade or something. They're about to go. Um, to high school. Is
1: that I uh, so for Japan, Lake high school is. Usually you start at like age 16 or 17 for high school in Japan. So they're probably, I mean, for us, that would be kind of like our sophomore year of high school already, but I don't know how their grades kind of work because they, they do like K through middle school in sort of like the same area and then high school and then college.
0: So there's a bunch of rowdy teens in this room and they're rowdy teens with weird superpowers. Uh, Some that I like to highlight uh the the boy who can just turn his his body into rocks is pretty cool. And so is the <laughs> the dude whose only power appears to be the fact that he can take his eyeballs out of his sockets. <laughs> and he's just doing that. He's just like standing there doing that. Um the teacher tells us about how uh they need to do they need to start thinking about their future, their high school's coming up. But he knows that they all want to go into the hero course cuz and they all start Yeah, and he's off like put those away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: and then we get introduced to uh, a, a character who I suppose is a little controversial. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I feel like everybody goes through pretty much the same arc with Bakugo, which is they start out thinking he's a huge dick bag.
1: Start out, and then
0: everyone immediately falls in love with him.
1: Are you talking about the characters or just people who watch the show? Because I think the characters still think he's a big dick bag. I'm talking about people who watch the show.
0: Think he's a big dick bag. <laughs> but but he's so he grows on he's grown on me so much and i really like today i really love bakugo but if you had asked me when i was starting the show out i'd think he was a little asshole who i hated
1: i okay i just i like the tsundere characters so i was like oh okay maybe he's going to end up eventually being a tsundere character or he's just going to be an asshole in general but he was my favorite character in new york show and he's dickbag so I can't really say that I hate Bakugo. He just needs to chill. <laughs> he needs to chill. He does need to
0: chill. He he doesn't have, he's not really good at that. And this sort of gives us an insight into something that's going on in the background of the show, which is that quirks and personality, like a, a person's quirk and a person's personality are seemingly interlinked in some way. Yeah, I could see that. Whether that's... A nature versus nurture thing is up for debate, but Bakugo's quirk has allows him to cause explosions at his hands and on his body, and he's just a big fucking like loudmouth show off, like rude abrasive guy. Which and that seems to just goes hand in hand. He's the perfect heel. That's what I love about him. Yeah, he's just a big, he's a big ugly heel, and he's totally buying his own kayfabe. And this whole scene is him talking about how he's going to be the best hero of all time. And he's going to be he's going to be better than All Might. He's going to be super rich. And it all starts with going to UA High School, the national high school for superheroes. Oh, but wait, isn't that the, hero, the high school that Deku wants to go to also? <gasps> oh, shit. Called out. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, the teacher calls Deku out really, really badly. And everybody has the same reaction, which is like I, they didn't even know that you could go to UA if you didn't have a quirk. But apparently that is a, a, a rule that no longer exists, as Deku tells us, that you know, now you can still go if you don't have a quirk. You just have to pass that entrance exam. Yeah. And then Bakugo just bullies him really hard.
1: Burns his notebook, so throws it out the window. Oh, that's not yet.
0: That's coming. But we have, we have like a little interstitial scene before that where uh, we, we hear a crime being committed, and we see the big slimy man running away. Uh, and and somebody somebody says, "Do you remember when we didn't have to worry about randos with quirks all the time?" Yeah,
1: he's like, "Man, you remember back in the day when people just didn't know how to do weird shit with their bodies, and they just would rob a bank with a bag on their head, instead of turning into a slime monster." The dollar
0: sign, and then a, a kind of a skinny weirdo steps out to hear a bunch of people talking about how uh, how there's no heroes around, and then he turns into a giant yeah. muscly weirdo. And says his catchphrase, one of my favorite heroic catchphrases of all time, I am here. I am here. (laughs) And then it's back to Deku and Bakugo. And Bakugo burns his notebook and throws it out the window. And
1: And basically tells him, (laughs) maybe you can become a hero if you jump off the roof and die and get born again in your next life with a quirk. (laughs) So hard. Just told him to jump off the roof. (laughs) And
0: that's the first moment, by the way, where Deku really sticks up for himself. Uh, Except he kind of Because Bakugo's very scary.
1: (laughs) Yeah, when he tries to say something, he's like, you got something to say? And He's like... "Mm,
0: mm, mm." He does like this little thing that I love, Bakugo. It's a stunt he does all the time where he creates a little explosion at at each one of his fingertips individually. Kind of like
1: those little poppers you throw Um, on the ground on Fourth of July just to fuck with somebody. That's what he does.
0: And after this, we have a flashback. And get ready, guys. (laughs) Because this is where the... The emotions really come
1: out. Oh, God, no. Uh,
0: This is what I have called in my notes Max's big crying scene. Max's Uh,
1: big crying scene. Because
0: it goes on a very good emotional journey. It's very, very cute at first. You see Deku and his mom, and Deku's probably like five or six. He's a little, little kid. And he's telling his mom that it's computer time. He's very excited about this. And so she goes and sits him down in front of the computer and pulls up YouTube or whatever.
1: Can I just make, like, a side mention of, like, him swinging himself back and forth in the computer chair is one of my favorite things I've ever seen. He's just, like... I so immediately ah. identify with
0: him in this moment.
1: There are, like, gifs of that all over the place. Or gif, however you say it. I don't fuck, fucking care. Just He's just, like, throwing himself into the back of the chair, like, <laughs> yes! I'm gonna watch this video again. I'm about to watch this video. Oh my god. She
0: explains that she that Deku, she sort of hyperbo- hyperbolically says that Deku's probably added a, at least 10,000 videos, at least 10,000 views to this video just by himself, which is again super identifiable cuz yeah. I was a kid who liked anime and I did that kind of shit. And it's a video that starts with what looks like a disaster of some kind, like there's been an explosion perhaps and everybody's um everybody's like hustling for safety. And you hear someone laugh. A big, just a big gigantic belly laugh. And then we see the guy from earlier steps out carrying like ten people. And he tells everyone there's no need, uh, what does he say? Uh, Never fear citizens, help has arrived because I am here. And when he says I am here, it looks like Deku's head is going to explode. And, he's, and he names the hero. He, tell, he For all of us, he confirms that this is All Might, the number one hero. And he starts talking about how All Might is the coolest in the universe. And when he gets his quirk, I'm going to be just like him. And then smash cut to the pediatrician's office. And the next line is the doctor saying, sorry, kid, it's not going to happen.
1: Ugh. Yeah. What a blunt pediatrician. So, okay. Question. While we're on that scene, because... I've been wondering about this, and I'm assuming they're going to address it at some point in the series, unless they've already done so and I've completely missed it. But the doctor asks his mom, like, what her quirks are and what the dad's quirks are. And she says that she can pull things towards her that are kind of close by, like, levitate them. And her husband breathes fire.
0: Yeah. So she said,
1: breathes fire. She doesn't say, like, she makes it sound like he's still alive. And then also. Like, you you don't see him. He's not there in, like, any of these flashbacks.
0: I don't understand what's going on with Deku's dad. Yeah,
1: I hope that that gets addressed, like, unless it already has been at some point, and I've, like, completely missed it, (laughs) because...
0: I don't know. I don't think it's been addressed, and some of my friends who read the manga have told me that it's not, like, it's not really a thing. Like, he's just kind of a deadbeat dad, and he's just not around.
1: Okay, because she said breathes fire, and I was like... What? It's kind of a big
0: deal. You would think somebody who could breathe fire would be like a big because deal. Because there's right? a really
1: important character that deals with fire. Like, so... <laughs> I had that same like, thought. Like, um, maybe is there... Is there a familial connection? Yeah. I was thinking maybe, like, he and Todoroki, like, would be cousins or something, or whatever.
0: Oh my god, that would blow my mind. Wouldn't that be crazy? But it would also... Hey, I hate to say this, it would sink a lot of ships out there on the
1: <laughs> I mean, if those are the same people who are into Game of Thrones and all that, then, you know, maybe the ships you will gross. still stay afloat. Just like it'll be like a canoe now instead of like a full-blown ship. But whatever.
0: So we kind of learned a little bit more about how quirks work in this scene, and it turns out you can do an x-ray of someone's f- and use that to determine whether or not they're going to develop a quirk because there's some sort of like evolutionary step going on where quirkless folks have an extraneous joint in their pinky toe. Yeah, and the theory that the doctor presents is that people with quirks are more evolved, which I I hate that sentiment. Yeah, because, because
1: what does having what does less of a ju- like anything? minus one joint in your pinky toe on your foot like how is <laughs> I don't understand. That's not really <laughs> the, how... The, they're
0: the, the Nietzschean Ubermensch is the man with the quirk who has only one joint in his pinky toe. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, like, Deku's face for this whole scene is so, it's like he's processing. I mean, it's just, it's so painful. And I ha- I don't want to sound melodramatic, but shit like this is why I don't, I'm not interested in being a parent. <laughs> <laughs> because I can't imagine what Izuku's mom is going through in this moment.
1: Well, to segue into like the next scene, there, oh like as God. a parent, she she doesn't know what to say to him because he's like, mom. She re- he rescues people with a smile, like he's always got a smile on his face, even if it seems impossible. And he and Deku keeps a smile on his face while he's got tears streaming down his cheeks, and he's like. Do you think I can still be a hero? There's lots of
0: little details about that scene yeah. that really 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 get me. And one of them is the fact that first of all, it's dark in the room, like it Yeah. Nobody everybody's so stressed out that nobody thought to turn the lights on. Second of all, um when he starts talking to her, when he starts mentioning um when he starts talking about All Might, she's on her way out of the room. She was just going to give him like some quiet time to himself. Yeah. And and when she turns around and they show her face with tears in her eyes before they show his face with tears in his eyes, dude, it's like a perfect storm that leads to me being a weepy mess for the next five minutes.
1: Oh my god, yeah, no, I hope you have like Max's crying scene part two, part three, part four because like <laughs> there's a lot of like Emily sitting on her couch crying with Deku. <laughs> like Deku's cries are my cries. <laughs> We're same. Yeah, two. same.
0: Every time he sheds tears, I shed tears. <laughs>
1: Even like the waterfalls.
0: So what he says to his mom is he he asks her if he thinks he asks her if she thinks he can become a hero without a quirk, which puts her in a like the worst possible position. Yeah, like what in. do you say? Because you want to be like yes, you can, yes, absolutely, but you also don't want to like. Dis- you don't want to
1: like get his hopes up.
0: Fucking. Yeah, you don't want to just like get this kid's hopes up, but you also don't want to like destroy his psyche. Yeah. Well,
1: because So what do you saying? She doesn't know about you know what capabilities people have with quirks, like if he could develop one later in life or what. Like she just all she knows is the doctor just said you don't have a quirk and other people don't have quirks. You're just one of them. Like Yeah. What do you do? <laughs>
0: Can we talk about the transition out of this scene? Because I think it's absolutely. He, he says the words that, that, that he says in the narration are, can't you see that wasn't that that wasn't what the words I needed to hear or something yes. like that. And then it cuts to Deku in the in the present. And he stand, he's about to go into a tunnel and there's a sign at the center of the screen that says, watch your head which I thought was so brilliant and every time I watch it I think this is an amazing transition because he's he's saying to he's telling us obviously what he's implying is the words he wanted to hear the words he needed to hear were yes you can be a hero someday but equally important are the words that the sign is telling him look the fuck out cuz it's dangerous out there
1: yeah i never noticed that before now i'm going to have to go back and look yeah, at that.
0: dude. Dude, it colors the rest of the season i think and especially towards when all of the stuff starts really popping off towards the end of the season um, yeah it really really like comes into play there too like you yeah, kid you can be a hero absolutely you can be a hero anyone can be a hero look out though don't get killed <laughs> look out um, and, and sort of to get us back into a comedy laughing mind uh deku gives us a sample of his all might laugh which is very good <laughs>
1: Dude, that like uh, uh, that was a really good one. Yeah, for us
0: to see why the watch your head warning is so important. The slime villain is back, and I fucking hate him.
1: Yeah, he's gross. I'm.
0: He's so nasty.
1: It's good that he's such an expendable villain because you're just like, get him out of here. He's nasty.
0: (laughs) Get out of here. Put that. Put that back.
1: (laughs) Put that back.
0: (laughs) He decides he's gonna hitch a ride inside Deku's body, which is nasty. Um, and he says, you're a real hero to me, kid.
1: Ugh. Yeah, that's gross.
0: It's super gross. And Deku's like trying to escape. And, saved. and then the theme song kicks in. Oh, And yes. the fucking, the manhole explodes off. And there he is. All Might is on the scene. And it's fucking awesome. That's, that's,
1: that's what he makes. Like, he is like Captain America if he had rabbit ears,
0: <laughs> and he uh, he says his catchphrase one more time, uh, never. Don't be afraid because I am here. And he, the villain tries to punch him or whatever. I don't even know what the villain tries to do in this moment because it's so er- er- extraneous to the fact that All Might winds up does. They do they do a lot of focus on All Might's feet. I've noticed in the animation, yeah, like to sort of give him that heavy grounded feeling of being like very very powerful. So you see like a really detailed um shot of his footwork and then he does the first bit his first big named move in the show which is a Texas smash. <laughs> and it's a punch that is so good and strong that the wind coming off his fist explodes the slime.
1: That, and then Deku like he's like is that All Might and then he blacks out. So I'm not sure like how he got the slime villain into this Coca-Cola bottle thing, but I guess he just kind of like <laughs> Like, you scooped up all the pieces and just, like, put them into the bottle and then while Deku was knocked out, and then Deku Put him in his cargo pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his cargo pants.
0: All <laughs> Might has to dress really weirdly, right? Like, he's got to be kind of a weird dresser, because he's two very, very different sizes.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, you see, like, the suits that he wears are, like, 15 sizes too big for him later, because you're like, well, I'm, I mean, yeah. what else would happen? He would Hulk out and just be like, God, i have got to buy a new suit today. So
0: the, the last thing that Deku sees before he passes out is All Might's silhouette. And the first thing he sees is All Might's face like six inches from his face. Yeah. <laughs> and All Might's doing this very quick little slap on his cheek that I love. And he's like,
1: wake up, wake up, wake up. Oh, hey, you're awake.
0: <laughs> and I love the, um, I love All Might in this scene. He's so magnanimous. And like having seen the rest of the series, you can see it's really obvious that this is an act that he's putting on. Yeah. He's like using all of the catchphrases and the, you know, like, oh, I—I I didn't mean to catch you catch caught up in my justice. He's like,
1: no, I gotta take this villain to the police now. Farewell, citizen. And he's like, uh, wait a minute. Oh, and he like opens up his book, and he's already autographed it for him. He's like, the he deck knows deck, the spiel.
0: Well, Deku was passed out, that's so yep. great.
1: That's like a really good
0: <laughs> hero move. And what he says as he's about to leave, because he he says he tells Deku he has to go. He, he doesn't have time to answer his questions because you know, uh, pro heroes are always fighting time as well as villains. And uh, mm-hmm. he says, thank you for your continued support. And he jumps away. And then he realizes that Deku's been holding onto his leg. And they're like 500 <laughs> feet in the air.
1: And he's like, whoa, let go. And he's like, if I let go, I'll die. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Well, <laughs> I guess we're going to just float together. When he says, and I love this line. I know, I love my
0: fans, but this is too much. So he starts to look for a place to land and he can drop Deku off. And he promises to ask Deku's question like they, they, they land on a rooftop of a building and he fully intends to just leave without answering Deku's question. But Deku stops him and the words that stop him are, is it possible to become a hero even if I don't have a quirk? And he was fully prepared to go and he hears that and he stops walking and one of the best fucking tracks in anime history is playing oh. and then the episode ends.
1: There are like so many good tracks from that show. But yes.
0: And my Hero Academia has an incredible
1: soundtrack. Like, there are multiple reasons yes. that I'm sure, like, now having seen further into the series, like hearing Deku say that to him, I'm sure yeah. was like wait a yeah. minute. What did you just say?
0: I can only imagine what's going on because All Might reveals what I'm noticing in these first two episodes is that All Might seems to be in kind of a dark place right now. Yeah. Um and
1: I mean while he's flying you see like this one trail of blood come down his mouth and he's like shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, something's going on with him. Like something is up with him. He's not operating at 100% and I think all might is such an interesting character. They could have taken such easy roads with him and and once we start talking about episode 2, once we get into the big climax of episode <clears> 2, <throat> there's something specific I have mentioning. Um but it, th- I just love what they did with him. I think it's really interesting. He's a really interesting take on what could have been a very boring character. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Like no no offense to any Captain America fans out there, but like when like Captain America and like Superman and those like the the quintessential like symbol of peace, like what all might supposed to be, those heroes are so boring to me because it feels like they're just yeah. too lawful good. But All Might like there is, there's a lot of human in him. It's like, it's the only way that I can put it is like, Absolutely. you can feel so empathetic towards this character. Whereas like with somebody like Superman, I have a hard time relating to him on any sort of personal level. Cause I'm like, well, you're not even human. And then captain America is like, well, you're kind of not really even human anymore either. You know? So, and yeah, I mean, just with All Might, like, he he acknowledges his flaws when he's made a mistake. He, like, he does a lot of, like, really funny things, too. Like, he yeah. has a good sense of humor. His sense of humor sets him apart, yeah. for sure. And he, he's also, like, he's still learning. He's still kind of like a child, like, because he ends up having to kind of teach Deku. And you find out, like, he's not really that great of a teacher sometimes, He's kind of a yeah. bad one. He's though. just sort of stumbling through it and being like, oh, that, this will work, right? Yeah, let's do that.
0: He, he so easily could have occupied like, what I feel like is a very tired position of the like the super strong mentor who you're always chasing. But instead, he's almost like a secondary protagonist
1: yeah. in this show. He's very likable.
0: He's so likable. I love All Might. Everyone loves All Might. And even when, he, when we learn what we're about to learn about him, um, it, it makes him even more interesting. So we saw like a glimpse of it earlier where he was very, very small and then he got very big. Uh, episode two's recap covers a lot of ground and it focuses on the very, very end of episode one with Deku's question. He asks All Might, can I, do, can I ever hope to be someone like you? And All Might starts to answer and then a bunch of, there's a bunch of smoke and when the smoke clears, tiny, <laughs> tiny little scrawny, what, what I have come to know as Small <laughs> is standing there.
1: How did I not think of this myself? I'm so sad. Small Might. Oh my god, that is great. I'm going to start calling him Small Might.
0: And so Deku immediately assumes that this guy's a faker, which is also very funny. And uh, All Might says, I assure you I'm All Might, but he's not able to finish saying that because he opens his mouth and a whole lot of blood falls out. (laughs) Um, It
1: sprays out just like a water cannon.
0: and he tells us a little bit about what's up. Like he says, he compares himself to a, a shirtless man at the pool, flexing and sucking in his gut. And I think mm-hmm. what I love about this is that it's a really cool take on uh, the secret identity, because he asks Deku to keep this secret. He he tells him, "Don't tell your friends. Don't tell us on the internet." Um, and that's a really cool idea in this world where eighty percent of folks are superheroes, and superheroes like a government job. That like you get a paycheck for, so there's, there are no secret identities in this world. But mm-hmm. All Might does have a really big, c- yep. and he explains what happened, why he looks like this. He lifts his shirt up, and he has this insane gnarly wound on his side. Uh, that he says,
1: like a cr- it looks like a crater, like a meteor yeah, it looks like hit he, him. Just
0: someone just took a big scoop out of his body. And what he yeah. says is that he can he lost. About five years ago, he lost one of his lungs and most of his stomach.
1: I think his whole stomach, his he whole, said. Yeah, yeah.
0: His whole stomach and most of his lungs. Which is, holy shit. I can't believe
1: he's alive. Yeah, I'm like, how the fuck are you still standing? How do you eat? What do you do? What do, you do?
0: I guess that's why he's so small, because eating would become very problematic and difficult for him. But what did so. he
1: buy at the grocery? <laughs> he had like a bag of groceries with him, <laughs> him earlier.
0: Maybe that's like his food supply for like the month. Yeah, it's just bag.
1: all, like, protein shakes.
0: He has to drink uh, uh, canola oil for calories. <laughs> Sorry, that's gross. Uh, he mentions <laughs> that he can only handle doing hero work for three hours a day, which sounds like a really short amount of time now. hmm <laughs> And this is where that darkness that I was talking about comes in, because he starts talking about how, like, it plays this really dark music, and he starts talking about how, like, hero work is really hard, and... You have to risk your life every day to do it. And some villains can't be beaten unless you're crazy strong, so no. The answer to Deku's question is no. If you, can't, if you don't have a quirk, you can't be a hero. And he says probably the most heartbreaking line in the whole uh, series of episodes, which is, there's nothing, it's good to have a dream, but make sure your dreams are achievable. Which is so, like, I heard him say that and I was like, what is the show telling me right now?
1: Yeah. What is this tr- what lesson is this this is awful and- It feels like like a 180 from what he's supposed to represent. He's supposed to be like I can smile through anything Absolutely. like and he just sh- shattered your dreams in an instant. And I think that's partially because I mean he kind of references it later in the episode, but he started getting caught up so much in talking about his past and how he got his wound. He probably wasn't really thinking about mm. Deku's question from Deku's perspective. He was probably he, thinking about it from like, absolutely not. I couldn't do it. There's no way you could do it. Like, you know?
0: Yeah. Thinking back on that day, probably put him in a, put him back right back in that place, in that really dark place that he was in when that stuff happened. And we're even now, I should say, uh, at time of recording, we haven't really gotten a huge amount of insight as to what that was. We've sort of yeah. had like a little hint in the most recent episode about what happened, but not, no details really.
1: There was a, there was a villain name that they brought up that was like Texas Chainsaw something, and I was oh, like, no, shut No, toxic, toxic
0: Chainsaw. Toxic Chainsaw. I Hell thought yeah. that was,
1: but was that still like a play on like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I'm certain it Maybe. must be. I'm There's so probably. many Western references in this show. Oh, I hope we meet Toxic Chainsaw, and that's just like somebody wearing a leather face mask. <laughs> like that would be, be amazing. Great. That would be wonderful. Um,
0: so av- after All Might leaves Deku on the roof, uh, he he pats his he pats his pockets down, talking to the villain. He says, "Oh, we got better get you to the police," but there's nothing in his pockets. <laughs> that's
1: what you get for wearing And Then pants. an explosion
0: happens that he notices, and he he sort of realizes, "Oh shit, yep. these two things are connected."
1: And then Deku immediately is about to be like, oh shit, there's probably a villain over there. And then he's like, oh, my hero just told me that there's no point. Yeah.
0: Oh wait, my life sucks. So he just kind
1: of saunters off. Not even sauntering. He just like shuffles off slowly into...
0: He like yeah. He sadly shuffles through the town, looking at like, his notebook, and then
1: he had subconsciously walked there anyway.
0: It's sad. This is a this is a tough show. Like this, these two episodes go to some very difficult emotional places. But I'm very glad. I
1: see. Okay, I, I know that like it sounds like all of this right here is so upsetting because it's like oh you don't have a quirk. Oh your hero just shattered your dreams. Oh your hero's emaciated. But then at the same time, <laughs> I'm like this is one of the most uplifting, positive shows I've ever watched in my life.
0: Oh for sure. <laughs> This is the most optimistic show like superhero show on television right now. It's so it's so uplifting and brilliant. And the the conclusion of this episode will will get there absolutely. Like all of the depressing stuff that happens at the beginning of episode <gasps> 2 is paid off with gigantic dividends at the end. Yeah, of the like my
1: list of Emily's sad crying versus happy crying moments, there's a there's a huge like difference in the amount of happy cries versus sad cries yeah. and most of them are happy. <laughs>
0: So we get to see a little bit about what's going on at the place where the explosion happened, and it's the slime villain from earlier. He has actually captured Bakugo this time, which is so bad, because Bakugo's going crazy trying to get this guy off of him, but he's just making explosions all over the place, and it's making the situation way, way, way worse. Because now, not only... Death Arms can't can't, can't do anything to the slime villain because he's made of fluid. He can't punch him. None of the other heroes can even get in close because of all the fire. And because there's fire, the other two big heroes on the scene, uh, Kamui Woods and Backdraft, are busy doing other stuff because Kamui Woods can't interact yeah. with fire. And Backdraft has to be work on putting the fires out. And he can't help. So all of the heroes are put in this situation where there's nothing they can do except you know yeah. play for even like boys.
1: Mount Lady like she's too big to get into this back alley she can't she's like I can't be here unless it's a two-way street she <laughs>
0: says it's my only weakness which I thought was really this funny my
1: only weakness one-way streets
0: baseball hero is funny in this moment because again baseball hero does nothing in this episode yeah
1: I was like what are you here for except he's just
0: there and he says we've uh uh he says it's a shutout we got to rally
1: and knock him out of the God. park John Bergmeier why couldn't they have given him somebody else <laughs> Oh shit, we should
0: talk about the voice actors real quick.
1: Oh, yes, yeah. Because
0: this this show has a star-studded cast. Um the the only relative newbie is the guy playing Deku. Justin Where have I Bryant.
1: heard his voice before though? Like he's played another character. He
0: just got started. I think he just his career has like pretty much just started in the past 2 or 3 years. So as uh-huh. anime voice actors do, he's probably been in like 50 things in those 2 or 3 years, <laughs> but he's still relatively new in terms like, of Like maybe
1: a side characters.
0: Yeah. Like, NPCs and video games and that kind
1: of thing. Yeah, probably.
0: And uh, opposite of him is the always incredible Chris Sabat as All Might.
1: Which is, like, the only person who could have perfectly played All Might for the English Absolutely,
0: dub, so. dude. He's so incredible in this. And he does, like, two distinct voices. Uh, one for All Might and one for Small Might and i really like
1: that small <laughs> way i'm not going to get over you saying
0: that can i also i want to also bring up that uh bakugo is voiced by a guy named clifford chapin who is who was not in the original dragon ball z uh but has appeared in super and in uh the some of the more recent dragon ball z video games so he's got a, he's he's pretty hot right now also man
1: clifford is like not the name that i thought would t- belong to the person voicing Bakugo, but yeah. he does a fantastic job of it because whenever he's like angry Bakugo about to explode, he can get really raspy and like, bah! like,
0: yeah, it's very bad.
1: I was like, that's what you need for that voice is like somebody who sounds like he's been like chain smoking before he <laughs> screams at you. Yeah. Like he's got bad strep throat all the time and he's just, ah, ah.
0: Bakugo is not going to have a voice when he's an adult because he just screams all the time. No. <laughs>
1: He's screaming, he wants, like, no matter what, he wants his hero name me. to have the word murder in it. Like, like I feel like, you know those Facebook things where it's like, how what's the most frequently used words on yeah. your Facebook statuses? His would be die, in yeah. giant bold <laughs> letters. Die. <laughs> and then next to that, Deku. Scum. Scum. Extras, you're all extras. <laughs> yes, extras. He and calls everybody an extra, in the Japanese version. He
0: almost never refers to anyone by their name also which i think is very yeah. good. yeah character- he
1: calls her. though he calls uraka Ka, uraka is that, how many it's or, is it, there's two uraka there's uraka okay he calls her by her name yes I, I know
0: and when we get dude that i i'm really psyched for that episode it's one of my favorite episodes
1: oh yes she is a baller
0: dude hot take of the century i think uraka is going to be number one
1: like we can get back to that later okay. on. Okay. But I I
0: got like a whole, I got a whole thing about this,
1: bro. I'm ready for her to just like beat some ass later on in Dude. season two. Okay, for
0: sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. You guys are are so, oh my god, you guys are so lucky. You're getting on the ground floor of this. In um, for a Let's treat. get back to the action real quick. Yes. Slime villain is is really wrecking wrecking shop. Nobody can stop him. All might arrives just in time uh, to see what's happening. Um, and start blaming himself. He's very, very hard on himself, Mm -hmm. All Might is. Um, And I think one of the most interesting things about the scene that unfolds here as Deku arrives on the scene also is that a lot, first of all, you see a lot of the similarities between Deku and All Might. Oh, yeah, Because they both immediately blame themselves. And neither one of them spend any time or mental energy blaming the other one. When All Might could have very well, you know, I would not have seen it as particularly weird of a character choice to have him say something like, "If that kid hadn't grabbed onto me, I still would have been able to, you know, I would have been able to save the town or whatever." Mm-hmm. But he doesn't go there at all. He go he where he goes is because I was, I was, you know, because I was talking to the kid. I dropped the bottle. He puts yeah. it on him, um, and Deku has this amazing line here. Where they're both sort of descending into this like paralyzed depression, and Deku thinks to himself, "Someone, a real hero, will come soon." And then he and Bakugo make eye contact from across the.
1: Yeah. And that does it.
0: That's it. And dude, the animation here is so good with the like the bright white light and the slow motion. He runs out, dropping his notebook.
1: And my favorite song in the entire soundtrack. It's called "You Say Run." Yes, dude. The best song. Yes. I'm pretty sure that that's the one that's playing during this scene. Essentially yes.
0: the theme of, like the, hero- the heroic theme yeah, like, of the Yeah, like any
1: show. badassery that's happening.
0: Deku's running in, and he's thinking, oh shit, what am I doing? My legs are moving by themselves. I, why did I do this? And the slime villain, you know, sends a tendril out to attack him. But he, in, in, in a moment, without any hesitation, is able to pull a technique that he saw Kamui Woods do out, and he, like, spins around and throws his backpack in a wide arc so that it distracts the slime villains so that he can get in close and start digging uh, Bakugo out. Yeah. Which is so... Deku's amazing, and this is our first... I think this is our first glimpse at how amazing he actually can be. Because as a kid, a child, a tiny human with no superpowers, he's able to use strategy... To do something that these adult professionals with crazy superpowers were not able to do.
1: And also during this scene, like since I went back and rewatched it earlier in the English dub, like you see the way that Bakugo looks at him, which causes him to like sprint into action. But then, like, as Deku is like just clawing at all of this liquid just t- to no avail, like he doesn't really know what he's gonna do, Bakugo just, he's like, Deku? But he says it in a way that's almost like, desperate and surprised like it's the one time mm-hmm. you don't hear him angrily saying this name it's almost like uh-huh. a, a thankful way that he's like is that somebody that i know that's here even though he has no quirk like he, it's like what are you doing but oh my god somebody i know is here and then he's like i feel i feel my rage coming back so i'm gonna try and be <laughs> like get the fuck off of me <laughs>
0: I'm so ready for this relationship to be developed more between Baku and deku I mean, Baku wait, wait. and Deku-Go! Ew, gross. I'm so ready for this relationship to be developed. <laughs> because, I don't know, there's a really interesting dynamic here. I really want to see them squash this beef. Specifically, I want to see Bakugo go squash his own beef that he has.
1: Ground it, pound it, and turn it into hamburger patties and then eat it together.
0: And then we can share the yes. hamburgers. <laughs> And so, uh, so Baku goes like, "What are you doing? Why are you here?" And what, and what Deku says is, "I couldn't just stand there and watch you die."
1: So okay, I don't know. I don't know if I like that more than the Japanese. What does he the say? The Japanese? Japanese says like, "You look." He says, "Your eyes looked like you were asking for help." Huh. Is is what it says in Japanese. Instead of him saying, "I couldn't stand there and watch you die," in like in the Japanese version, it's not about like. Deku feeling that sense of remorse it's like mm. a, it feels like a purely altruistic action like your eyes were calling for help and so I came to you that is instead a of being line, like actually. yeah like th- I feel like they should have kept that and I don't know if it was because it just wouldn't line up well with the, the way that their mouths were moving if it would have been like more of a like mouthful to say but God, I That's wish that they had kept that there is. Because it gets brought up later, because Bakugo in a later episode is like, "I wasn't asking you for help," like I never asked for your help or whatever, because he remembers Deku saying that to him. But that was like one of, one of the only like pet peeves I had with the English dub in well, that the, scene.
0: The English dub actually makes a lot of strategic decisions like that. Um, yeah. Like one of the major major plot points of the first arc is the fact that Deku's name is a pun. Yeah. And it's a pun that makes absolutely no sense in English and there's nothing you could do to make it make sense in English without throwing up a bunch of text on the screen explaining why it's a pun.
1: Yeah, exactly. So they have to
0: just totally go go around that and create some other stuff, which has made a lot of people very mad and I understand, but hey, translating is hard. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's language. Like we have English puns that are not going to translate into other languages because it's just how the phonetics work. (laughs)
0: So when Deku says this, it snaps all might out of it. He remembers, wait a second, I'm, I'm the fucking, I'm the greatest hero in the world, is what he remembers.
1: And <laughs> I'm being a little bitch.
0: He jumps into action so good that when he kicks off, he causes a crater in the ground. Oh, yes. And he interrupts the slime villain from whipping Deku with a big tendril.
1: Mm-hmm. And he
0: gives him a great little speech. He says, I told you the traits that make a great champion, but I see now I wasn't living up to my own ideal as he like snaps back and breaks the slime guy. Mhm. And then he does he oh my god, he uses the Detroit smash, which is apparently his his most powerful technique. And the Detroit smash is so powerful that he explodes the slime villain, creates a small tornado which puts out the fires and then starts <laughs> a rain. <rainstorm>. And
1: rains. <laughs> He changed the weather with his <laughs> fists. So over the top,
0: but so honest, and everyone's reaction to it is pretty is pretty like, oh my realistic, God. I
1: feel. And I love that he's holding on to Deku and Bakugo like ragdolling yeah. behind him from the wind. <laughs> and he's like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait here. Oh.
0: <laughs> and you remember what I said earlier about how they spent a lot of time animating his feet to show his grounded mm-hmm. his groundedness and his power. Um, and he steps back get another back. shot of his feet where he stumbles yeah yep. as he's saluting the crowd and frankly i th- before the music kicked in the first time i was watching this i thought he was going to die
1: there are so many times where i was like oh here it comes <laughs> oh he's dead this is it right like this is the last thing all might does for the show yeah right <laughs> yeah there have been so many moments where i'm like oh this is it get your heart ready
0: <laughs> and that's it for that whole conflict like that's it they're done the heroes bag up the villain and hand him over to the cops, and they salute each other. Which is nice. I like that there's respect between the heroes and cops. Yeah. I think that's cool.
1: All Might even makes a point to say, like, a lot of people make fun of the police officers, but it's a respectable position. Just, I mean, they're the like, ones
0: that take him to jail. The heroes just subdue them. Yeah. The police do the rest of it.
1: There's a cop... Uh, one of All Might's best friends is a yeah. cop. Like one of, one of the people who knows one of his secrets is a cop. Cap. Who, like, he... Cap one of the caps knows his secrets.
0: Deku sums up the aftermath here. Uh Deku gets dressed down by all the heroes. They're all really mad at him. Well, Bakugo gets a lot of praise and that sucks. Yes. Because Bakugo is the reason the situation got as bad as it did and Deku is the reason that All Might stepped in. So, it it's very topsy-turvy and I th- mm-hmm. I think we as viewers are supposed to be feeling that in that moment.
1: Mhm.
0: Um because Deku's very charitable about this and, you know, He is buying the line that he didn't do anything to help. Um, He has it so badly twisted.
1: Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, you're right. I got in the way.
0: (laughs) And then Bakugo comes to apologize to him in his own way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Bakugo says, like, you did nothing. You didn't help me. I don't need anyone's help. And then he just turns and walks away like he pooped his pants. He
1: he always kind of walks like he's just pooped his pants. Or like he's been riding bareback on a horse. This
0: scene is so interesting to me because there's something going on behind the mask that Bakugo has got. I think.
1: Oh yes, absolutely.
0: I think he's a really complicated character and I really am, am very excited to learn more about him uh, and his mindset. And I just want
1: to see his friend him be friends
0: with Deku. I just want him to be friends with somebody. Somebody. Uh, so then All Might appears uh, and Deku's very surprised to see him because there were lots of reporters uh but De- all might says i stand for justice not so- sound soundbites mm-hmm. which is a great soundbite ironically and he reveals that he's here to talk about deskus questions from earlier mm-hmm. and we're ramping up on max's big crying scene <laughs> <Big> number 2, <laughs> number two. <laughs> yep uh where the 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 music comes in again and this song is called you can become a hero it's one of my favorite tracks <laughs>
1: spoiler alert <laughs>
0: All Might congratulates Deku. He says, you did a great job. He tells him this amazing story, this incredible line that I'm sure they were so glad that they didn't have to match any flaps for this line because it's really powerful. Um, it's, a, it's a hold steady shot on Deku's face with a very, very subtle push in zoom. And All Might says, there's stories about every hero and what made them great. And, the, and they, the, the one thing they all have in common is that their bodies moved before they had a chance to think. Mm-hmm. and that's what happened to you and then the music starts to really swell oh, and Deku's God. already crying because he yeah, knows where Might's going with this yeah he knows and he think he thinks back to what his mom said and he says mom you, you you how could you know how could you have known the words I wanted to hear and then his as as the music hits its crescendo his personal hero says the words young man you too can become a hero and then I'm crying. Oh,
1: my God. I'm already about to cry right now, and I don't even have the episode pulled up. Like, just from <laughs> hearing it in my own head, I'm like, he's sitting there crying, and he's like, Mom, the words that I wanted to hear. I,
0: this music is so inspirational and powerful. <gasps> and it makes this scene. And I can I mean, they must have felt... The people who composed this music must have felt amazing when they saw it in action. They better because have. Because it's just so tone perfect.
1: Like, if I can write them a letter and be like, do you know how many times that I've had to use eye drops because my eyes were so dry after watching this show? <laughs> like... <laughs> It's ridiculous. I can just listen to the soundtrack in my car. Like, I was on my way to go get a massage the other day, and I had that song playing, and I was like... What's
0: this? "Emmy, I fucking... I listened to it on my way to a job interview.
1: <laughs> and they come, you come in there like, why are your eyes red? Allergies! That's... Why are you
0: crying? Are you alright? I'm just so excited for this job. That's pretty much the end of the episode, except that Deku teases us at the end. He says... Oh yeah, I forgot to mention. This is the story of how I became the g- world's greatest hero. Hmm. What? But he doesn't have powers. How does that happen? Exactly. This is what I love about the show, um, and I—I I feel like we can talk about what happens at the very, very beginning of the next episode because the, uh, the the preview
1: kind of tells like, you like, about yeah. what's going to happen. Well, at this point, I was like. Okay, I love that I don't know exactly how he's going to become a hero, because I'm like, is All Might going to give him a quirk? Is he going to tell him how to develop his quirk? Like, nobody is actually quirkless. You just have, like, some people right. are late bloomers. Like, what is it going to be?
0: What is it? What is it? And we learn about what it is uh, a little bit in the, um, in the preview for the next episode, where All Might says that you're, that you're worthy to inherit uh, my quirk.
1: And he's like, what? what? <laughs>
0: and I think that's what made took the show for me from being good to great. Because it would have been interesting to see a show about, you know, quirkless Deku trying to survive in a world of superheroes. But the current dynamic of Deku trying to figure out how to use his quirk in a constructive way is far more interesting yeah. to me.
1: And I think I like it better that it's not a quirk that he had in him all along and it just came out later because like what made him so interesting yes
0: absolutely it's not something that he's he's not just a special yeah, late blue.
1: like he had to be given something and so he everybody else had like 15 to 16 years worth of time to develop and like refine their quirks and now he's like well I guess I've got to just like learn all of that in two days <laughs> I can punch good I can punch beaches. good now
0: <laughs> the first two episodes of the show are such an emotional roller coaster. yeah but they always leave me feeling really, really good.
1: So uh, something, okay, so this is, like, during the third episode. It's not, like, uh, it's, like, while he's training, like, to be able to, you know, take take on the quirk and everything, and, and All Might's, like, you got to clean the beach, because it's, like, a beach where everybody illegally dumps their trash. Like, later on in the, the series. Beach, the huh?
0: dagobah beach by the way which is the same name as the planet where luke
1: skywalker yes. trained with yoda yeah they're like actually patrick and i were like talking about that when we were watching it and he was like oh, oh. how many star wars references are in this show <laughs> but uh so like later on like everybody's having to like train again for like something else that's happening and i'm like maybe he should just like go put all the trash back on the beach so and, put and the just trash stick- back and then do it again and then do it again. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, there you go. That's, that's all you gotta do, is just keep moving the trash around on the beach. The show,
0: There's a lot of little elements of the show that come together to form a pretty cogent, what I see as a cogent societal commentary. Like, for instance, Deku isn't special because he has power. Deku is special because he believes in being a hero. Mm-hmm. And he gets this power as, like, a reward and a gift and a motivation to continue upholding those ideals. Yeah. And and the thing that he did that set off the whole chain of events was inspiring someone else. So I think there's what's going on here is they're painting this picture where you've got this message about how important it is to um to to stay strong in your ideals so that you inspire others to do the same, which I think is a really interesting take on the kinds of lessons you see in shonen anime, which are usually more like, you know, be true to yourself and have and, and keep your friends close and, and trust them when you need to. It's not so much, you know, rely on your friends as it is be the kind of person your friends can rely on, which I think is a really cool message uh, and a very good message for kids to hear. And I think the show is probably targeted at kids.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, there's a lot of, I mean, there's some blood and some curse words in there so I'd say maybe kids like 16 you know the same age as the kids in the show but I, I mean that is a, an ongoing theme though where Deku like as he's developing he's like the role model to his classmates who are already like like, steps above him as far as knowing Mm -hmm. how to use their quirks. And he's still, like, he's clever. He has, like, a photographic memory with, like, all these things he's written down about people's quirks. And he's really quick at perceiving, like, what his options are in situations. So, like, he can use that to his advantage, and he does. Like, that's how he ends up being able to use his quirk in different ways and developing it. And his classmates are all like... I want to be like Deku, I'm going to be the best, like Deku, like, what would Deku do? WWDD. Like, like, the motto, what would Deku do? I'm going to just get a t-shirt, or or one of those, like, bracelets, just, what would Deku do?
0: So that's pretty much it uh, for what we had planned for this episode. Um, The next one, I think we'll probably just do one episode at a time from here on, does that sound good to you? Yeah, that works. Yeah, cuz I don't know. Th- th- this is the only instance I can think of, except for maybe um the training exercise, the first training exercise they do um where the f- where one episode is sort of less than a single unit of story. I mean,
1: there's a couple where I could see it being like a, a two a two episode or like a multi-episode thing.
0: I mean, can I say the stain arc is like a three episode arc?
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Which is I'm so, I'm blown away by how fast this show moves from plot point to plot point to plot point. Without, I I was tempted to say earlier that it, it goes for a quantity over quality approach, but it's absolutely not true because we're, you get both. You get a, a ton of different story beats all executed perfectly. I'm so excited to start talking about season two. Yes, <laughs> it's so incredible. Like they're are such different animals. Season one is so focused on Deku and so all about his journey and and his relationship with All Might that the second season almost feels like a different show because it adds in these other characters who are as interesting and as complicated as Deku and All Might are.
1: Yeah, even some of like the major like turning points in the show in season 2, I was like I didn't expect that no, to yeah. happen. No. Like, oh. No. <laughs> okay.
0: When the Hero Killer's quirk is revealed, what? It's
1: yep. Or really like e- well, even during like the the UA like the Sports Festival, there were things that happened during that that I was like, "Wait, what?"
0: <laughs> hold, hold on man. a second we, we, i'm sure this is no spoiler that we're talking about the fact that deku gets into ua i mean come on like
1: yeah, yeah. What the, sh- the what, what show this... is called my hero academia yeah, this fucking so... show of,
0: called the hero school that i go to
1: yeah <laughs> not the hero school that i applied to failed but still hang out with the kids that go Did there. you know
0: there is a manga that uh kohei horikoshi makes on the side called uh, my Hero Academia, Vigilantes—that is actually that. It's about um, three people with quirks oh who do God. hero work on the side, even though they're. I not thought it was just going to be it. rejects. No, but that would also be very good. But they do have kind of rejecty, rejecty powers. Like the main character in Vigilantes is a guy who can very swiftly move up vertical surfaces, but three of his four limbs must be touching it. What? And then there's another lady who can survive a fall from any height so long as she jumps first.
1: Okay. So she
0: has to jump off of a building. You can push her off a building and she will die, but if she jumps off a building, she will land and be fine. Oh. And that's her quirk.
1: Wow. Well, I can think of at, at least, least fight crime. one specific character in the UA program that is useless and shouldn't be there, but that's just me.
0: <laughs> well, shit, that's about it. I uh, hope you all had a good time listening. Uh, this is kind of experimental for us yeah uh, thanks for listening uh, if you uh, by the time this goes up I'll probably have put it up on iTunes or whatever so you you know leave us a rating leave us a review that's a great way to help out if you like a podcast it's a great way to help out your producers because ratings and reviews help us get found on iTunes better absolutely and hopefully keep listening there'll be more I'm excited to do more
1: oh I'm so excited to, to fan boy fangirl about this all the time anytime <laughs> cool
0: well, all right then. Uh, till next time. Pl- uh, shit. I- <laughs> I'll do, that. do you want to do it in unison? Do you want to try and do it in unison? Uh, I'll do it till next time. Go Beyond. And then we both do Plus Ultra. Yeah. Okay. Well, till next time. Go Beyond.
1: Plus, plus Ultra. ultra.